Good morning. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I welcome you to this time of worship. Whether you are a longtime member of this church or a first-time visitor, all are welcome as we remember that we are the family of faith together. Before we begin, I have a few announcements. The first is to ask, as always, if you will sign in on the pew pads found in each row and share those with your neighbor. In particular, if you are new to our church community and wanted to leave an email address, that's an easy way for us to tell you more about what's going on around the church. Secondly, you will notice information about Holy Week and Easter in your bulletin. If you will mark the dates for the Holy Week services and join us, it would be much appreciated. And also note that you can do flower dedications for Easter Sunday if you would like. There, are more, uh, there is more information about that in your bulletin. But now with that, let us turn our hearts and minds to the worship of God and let us stand and call ourselves to worship together. Let us gather this day with an openness to God's will for our lives. For God has offered us grace upon grace, time and again. With open hearts and minds, confident that God still speaks. Let us worship God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, you are infinite, eternal, and unchangeable, glorious in your holiness, full of love and compassion, abundant in grace and truth. Your works everywhere praise you, and your glory is revealed in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And so we ask this day that you would give us hearts and minds to worship you. Amen. may be seated. Church, we are a people 
who know that we have not always lived as we should. We have not always loved as we wanted. We have not cared as we desired. But we serve a God who welcomes us home to confess our brokenness, to receive grace, and then to go back into the world carrying the grace that was offered to us. Please join me in our prayer of confession. Gracious God, you have invited us to walk in your way, and we have been too busy or distracted to respond. You have given, even given us our very lives, and we forget to thank you for it. You have given us this wonderful earth, and we have neglected the gift. Forgive us for what we have done and what we have left undone. Take our broken and half-hearted attempts at following you and redeem them for your kingdom. Let us continue our confession together in silence. Amen. Church, hear the good news. Christ came not into the world to condemn, but to save. Know you are forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another in Christ's peace.
Will the children please join me down front for a time of faith sharing? Here, Luca, you can sit right here. Good morning, friend. So remember last week we talked about parables, how they always kind of have a surprise in them? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to hear another parable, and I want you to listen for the surprise, see if we can figure it out. He said, a man decided to have a banquet, and when everything was ready, he sent his servant out to tell each guest that the dinner was ready. person said, come, I Please tell the host to excuse me. At the next house, the person said, I just bought a new team of ox for my farm. I haven't seen them yet, but I can't come. Third person said, I just got married. I can't come. The servant returned and told the host that no one could come to dinner. And the host was upset. Do you think, do you, did you expect the people to come when he invited them to come hang out with them? And so when you invite someone to your birthday party, you want them to come, right? Mm-hmm. Well, none of them were able to come. So the host said to his servant, he said, we can fill these guests, since we can't fill these guests with any and we will fill them with guests who didn't, we didn't think about inviting. Look for people who need a really good meal. Invite anyone you see, the homeless woman, the blind teenager, the man who can't walk, the one who sits on the corner and asks for coins. The servant went out with this new guest list, and he returned and told the man that all the people had been invited, and they were seated at the table. And there was still room for more. The host was amazed. He told the servants to go into the roads and the alleys, to go anywhere, and said, invite anyone who wants to come and share in this meal. I want this house to be filled with people who want to be here. The people I invited first are missing a great meal. So what was surprising about that? That they didn't come and he was inviting lots of different people. God invites everyone to come and learn about God's love. Sometimes we may think it's only certain people, but God invites everyone. Will you guys pray with me and will the whole congregation repeat this prayer after me? Dear God, thank you that you invite everyone. Thank you that you love everyone. May we care for everyone. And love everyone. everyone. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me, friends. Let us pray. 
Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may also obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first lesson today is from the book of Colossians, the third chapter, verses 1 through 4 and 12 through 17. Listen to this list of virtues that Paul believes everyone should try to live out as followers of Jesus Christ. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Kind Lord, great. 
We have been reading parables from Matthew's Gospel as our Lenten season focus. And today we have another parable from the 22nd chapter of Matthew, verses 1 through 14. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves saying, tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it. And went away, one to his farm and to another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. Well, the king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and they gathered all whom they found, good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we remember that there is no such thing as preaching without your Holy Spirit in every word that is spoken and without your Holy Spirit opening all of our hearts and minds. And so our prayer is simple. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. 
this Lenten season, we've had different Lenten small groups that meet around the church. And we've had a different reading for each week of Lent that the group will read together and then discuss. And this past week, the reading was by Soren Kierkegaard, and it was called Followers, Not Admirers. The basic idea that Kierkegaard wants to get across is this, and that is that Jesus Christ has no use for admirers. Jesus Christ calls people who are followers. Admirers are people who might think that Jesus was a great teacher or a great man. They admire what he does from afar, but they don't really do the things that he does. Kierkegaard says that that is of no use to Jesus Christ. And what he wants are people who are committed followers, who will do the things that Jesus did, even if it means death. Or as one wise person in my small group put it, it's like if you have eggs and bacon for breakfast, the hen is involved, but the pig is committed because the pig has to die to be the bacon. This passage about the wedding banquet is encouraging people to be followers of Jesus Christ, not just people who admire Jesus Christ. And the wedding banquet, the idea of a banquet at all, has been used all over Scripture to denote what God's kingdom might be like. Remember, when we have communion, we say there will come a day when we will all sit at table with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what the kingdom is. And so that's the language that Matthew uses. And Matthew starts by giving a brief history of salvation. When he describes the king who invites a certain group of people to come to the banquet, Matthew is talking about God offering salvation to Israel. That Israel was called into this salvific work. That when Jesus came, Jesus came to Israel. But we know that some turned him down. Some who were invited to the banquet of Jesus Christ, who were part of Israel, they said no. Some even said they were too busy. Again, the king invites them, come to the banquet Come and get to know Jesus Christ. And again, there are people who not only say no, but who killed the messenger. And when Matthew writes that this king becomes enraged and burns the whole town down, he's talking about the sacking of Jerusalem in 70 AD, which many thought was the result of Israel's faithlessness. But what's interesting here and what's really the surprise of this parable is that the king says, okay, then we're going to invite everybody. We're going to invite the good people and we're going to invite the bad people. Everyone is welcome to come to the wedding banquet. And they come and everyone is there enjoying what the king has provided for them. But there is one person who has come and hasn't even bothered to put on a wedding robe. That person, Matthew says, is the person who comes and tries to take advantage of the banquet without taking seriously the commitment to follow in the way of Jesus Christ. Now, I've been a minister for a long time now, and I've officiated a wedding or 50. And at every wedding, there's always a wide group of people who come 
At a wedding rehearsal, my job is to remind the entire wedding party that this is a worship service to Almighty God in which two people get married. It's not a wedding that happens to be a worship service. And there are many, many brides and grooms who get that. They know as followers of Jesus Christ that they are coming to this wedding to ask for God's blessing upon their union. My favorite passage to read at any wedding is Colossians 3 because it says to them, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then you put on the clothes of Christ. And the clothes of Christ are compassion and meekness and kindness and humility and patience and love. Those are the qualities that are needed to love someone for a whole life long. And they are also the qualities that we are called to put on as followers of Jesus Christ. But there's always that one person at a wedding. You know who I'm talking about, right? The one who comes to the rehearsal and thinks the wedding is just a time killer until you can get to the open bar and the buffet. There's always that one person who thinks this is just a precursor to a party. And it's because of that person that at every wedding I've ever officiated, I have said, if you come to this worship service and have already been celebrating with drink, there will not be a wedding. This is the person who forgets what the wedding is about. This is the person who forgets that weddings are a celebration and a joy, but marriages can often be hard work. And it takes Jesus Christ living out in us to enable any relationship to work. This is the guest who comes and forgets to put on their wedding robe. They think that they can say yes to Jesus Christ and they don't have to change at all. And the truth is this, if we have said yes to Jesus Christ, then we have to also say yes to putting on the clothes of Christ. And as much as we can will, we become people who live out love in the world. Now, if you are like me and someone tells me to go and be a follower of Jesus Christ, that's a big job. But I invite you to do what I will be doing this week. And that is I take those words from Colossians 3 and I've written it on my phone and I've written it on my computer and I'm going to remind myself this week that I have said yes to Jesus Christ and so I am to be a person of compassion and patience and kindness and humility and meekness and of love which binds it all together. It is a surprise that we are all invited, sinful though we are, to the kingdom feast. But we are, and we are welcomed in. And let us live our lives like it means something, like we are followers and not just admirers. Amen.
Would you remain standing as we affirm our faith using a portion of the Scots Confession, which can be found in our Book of Confessions? Please join me. We confess and acknowledge one God alone, to whom alone we must cleave, whom alone we must serve, whom only we must worship, and in whom alone we put our trust, who is eternal, infinite, immeasurable, incomprehensible, omnipotent, invisible, one in substance and yet distinct in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, by whom we confess and believe all things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, to have been created, to be retained in their being, and to be ruled and guided by his inscrutable providence for such end as his eternal wisdom, goodness, and justice have appointed, and to the manifestation of his own glory. Amen. You may be seated. As we go to God in prayer, I will begin praying, and I invite you all to say the Lord's Prayer with me, which is printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your invitation of grace. We have heard stories of your love and grace throughout history and the lives of individuals and the lives of the church. Help us to hear your invitation, to know your grace which cannot be resisted, and may we be transformed to go out and live love in a broken world. May we love in our actions and in our prayers. And today, Lord God, we pray for all who are worried, concerned about a loved one who is sick, those who are stressed about upcoming deadlines for their job, those who are frustrated at the relationships or the lack thereof in their life. We pray for a peace and a calm that comes from your spirit to rest upon these anxious hearts and minds and give them hope, and give them peace. May our church be a sanctuary for the lost, for the broken, for the anxious, a place where all may come and feel the love of you, the God of the universe, and where the love of your people welcomes with an openness that seems appalling to the rest of the world. We pray for where there is conflict among nations, where there is anger and unrest, where there is war and violence. We pray that peace may win out. May your peace come with an unexpected immediacy. May your peace surprise and delight. May your peace heal and restore. But God, until we are in perfect unity, perfect shalom with you, may we work to be peacemakers in our own relationships, in our own communities, and in our world. And now, Lord God, we gather together as one church to pray the prayer you taught us, all together praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Church, we serve a God who has welcomed us in from the cold, who is generous and kind. Therefore, let us be generous in how we have been called to give of ourselves back to God. Let us enter into a time of offering together. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we are grateful for all you are in our life. And God, with the invitation to follow you, may we clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and love, and go and spread these in the world. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
charge you to go back out into the world as a follower of Jesus Christ, clothed in love, which binds everything together. And as you go, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and in the life everlasting. Amen.